0: we've been talking about the authority in Christ Jesus uh we've acknowledged for a while that he is the head of the church and we've acknowledged that he's the head of our lives and the scripture has multiple different ways of describing how he is instrumental in that and i want to make sure that we kind of we kind of look at one of these particular examples a bit more carefully because i think you'll understand that while he's most assuredly the head of the church um, and while he's most assuredly the authority in the earth and the authority in our lives, it's important that we understand that we have a part to play in that too. His authority is absolutely real and true and it's one that we should lean into and rely on. But I think it's also important that we realize that um, we have a part to play in that too. If The scripture describes him, in fact, as the head of the church. I'm going to get to a few scriptures there. And it's important that we also realize that if he's the head, that we also have a part to play as the body. Let me go to some scriptures and I'll kind of reinforce what I'm trying to say here. I hope it becomes clear and evident with what I read. If you can turn with me, those of you who have Bibles, um, to Colossians chapter 1. And I think we're going to start at verse 12. Colossians chapter 1 and... Verse 12 This is a letter from Paul, the apostle. I believe this is one of the prison epistles that he has where he's writing to the people of God from prison. The funny thing is it's, it's amazing to me how um, some of us are able to lend encouragement to people even when we're going through it. Like even when our lives are upside down, we are lending from whatever pool or well we have and giving other people. Like we can barely afford our bills and we are finding a way to find that $5 at the bottom of our pocket to give to somebody else we know who needs it just a little bit more than we do. Our bills may be a month behind, but there's a four months behind and we are saying, Lord, just give me something to, to sow into them. And Paul is in the middle of a prison situation here. He doesn't know when he's going to get out. He doesn't know when he's, if, he's even, if, in fact, he's going to get out of jail at all. He has seen other people in his position killed at this moment because they're in jail, speaking against what is a Roman Empire at that time. <laughs> and Paul, even when he's in that position, he's thinking to himself, I've got to take care of my church. That's why I say to you, sometimes we we think of Christ as the head and he's absolutely that. But we have a part to play in each other's salvation. Like, it's not like we can just do this solo. That's not the way this works at all. And hopefully the scriptures I show today will show that in a little bit more detail. Verse 12 begins like this. Giving thanks unto the Father. And I love that. (laughs) You'll see me do this repeatedly. Just giving thanks say what we're giving thanks usually thanks is in response to something and I'm saying I can start thanks not even having something very specific to give him thanks for like I don't have to start with a particular gift to say thank you My, my wife and I have a particular habit we do and it's not for everybody but it's something we do we thank each other over the top like you get me a cup of tea I know you got with me for the last 14 weeks 21 years that we've been married 22 years with but you give me a cup of tea I'm thanking you for that thing (laughs) like we wake up every morning sometimes I think we assume tomorrow is promised and that's not always the case so when I've got a new morning I'm gonna wake up with a thanksgiving I'm gonna have to give him a bit of thanksgiving (laughs) so he says from prison giving thanks (laughs) from his jail from his captor. Jail then wasn't jail now. He's not got a TV in the corner. He hasn't got AC. He hasn't got three square meals. But he's saying giving thanks. (laughs) This isn't, there's no human rights in first century um, um, Middle East. That doesn't exist. (laughs) Right? So he's sitting there in the middle of this horrible situation. Is it sanitary? Unlikely. Is he getting good food every day? Unlikely. Are the prison guards cheating him? Well, unlikely. But what does he say? Giving thanks. To the people who are free, just to be clear, people who are better off than he is, he's saying giving thanks. I'm wondering if I can challenge you a little bit, not to wait for everything to be good before you encourage everybody to give thanks Like, encourage them when you're not feeling like it Encourage them when you have no reason to The body's connected, we all need each other's help And sometimes one part of the body can be kind of detrimental to the rest I don't know if you've ever twisted your ankle that ruins, uh, my brother's gone through with his knees recently, right? He's just had a knee surgery. And I know that one leg has, has destroyed every single, every single thing you organize to do. That one leg has now destroyed every plan. I'm going to go visit such and such. Well, let me see. Is it snowing outside? Can my knee take that kind of pain? Right? Am I right? <laughs> So we have to be careful what we are to other people. But Paul begins with giving thanks. Let me keep reading because that's not even where I wanted to go. Giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. That's what we are called from, saints in light. Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom Of his dear son again I want you to understand context here he is saying we have been delivered from the power of darkness like he's still in jail (laughs) saying we have been delivered and isn't it amazing that sometimes our situation for us puts us in a situation where we assume that we don't have the victory Paul could have easily said, you know what, things aren't good for me. He could have started with his own problem. But he didn't. He started with the victory in Christ Jesus. Isn't that amazing? (laughs) Giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood even the forgiveness of sins. His redemption, and it would be quite easy for him to translate what redemption should mean to his physical situation. It would be perfectly reasonable for him to say, I'm not out of jail, so I am not redeemed. But he's saying, I'm in jail and I'm absolutely redeemed. Yes, sir. Like he doesn't make the connection that his situation is somehow taking away from his victory. Yes, he doesn't allow that to even come into the idea that somehow he is less saved because he's in jail. Yes, Thank you Lord. Who is, let me see where we got, verse 14, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. And in verse 15 he says, who is the image And I love this part of the invisible God the firstborn of every creature he's making a direct reference to Christ here and he's saying he is the image of the invisible God the God that we cannot see the God that we cannot approach the God that said to Moses you can't see the whole of me because you can't comprehend the whole of me so I'm going to show you my back part he's saying that Jesus is that image right and that's a very important idea right an image in the dictionary says a a picture in your mind of an idea or of someone and the image is that idea that you have in your mind so he's saying of Christ that if there was somehow an idea I have of who God is it is completely reflected in who Jesus is like who Jesus is is the reflection in my mind of who God is completely. (laughs) So if I were to, the other way to think about an image is a mirror. So if I used to have a mirror and I was to look at the image of myself, what I'm really looking at is the light hitting this reflective surface, coming back and hitting my eyes and I'm seeing the image around me, right? So I can see everything behind me, around me. I'm seeing the image or the reflection of who I am when I look at myself in the mirror. So what this scripture is basically saying is if there was somehow a mirror, a reflective surface through which I could see God and it would translate spirit into flesh, like if that was the function of the mirror, I would see the reflection of God and the reflection I would see would be Jesus himself. Like he embodies everything that is the Lord. He he completely re- re- represents that immortal God in flesh. It is the translation. When I look in the mirror, I see myself completely, right? When, if God was somehow to create and construct a mirror that showed himself in flesh, it would be none other than Jesus himself. He is the image of the invisible God. He is the thing that we can touch that we weren't able to touch he is the one we're able to approach that we were not able to approach (laughs) Moses when when Moses was present in the presence of God and Jesus and the Lord asked allowed him to see just a portion of the backside of who the Lord is just allowed him to see just a subset that still had an impact on Moses The scripture tells us that Moses, when he came down, the people couldn't look at Moses because of the way, because he would have been in that small bit of presence of God. (laughs) And yet what Jesus is, is a gift to us. Our ability to see God and to be close to him and to have relationship with him, even though the reality is that we shouldn't be able to get close. Amen. Amen. I'm getting to my scripture, I haven't even got there yet, let me, give me, be patient with me. Um, and is the, sorry, f- verse 16, for by him we were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth. So he's letting us know that everything was created through Christ, okay, everything was created through him, that are in heaven and are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones, here we're touching on authority, or dominions, or principalities, all powers, all things were created by him and for him. Verse 17, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist. Paul's making the point here, and it's a very important point. I might be in jail. He's also saying, I might be in jail under the authority of somebody else. I might be in jail, I can't go where I want to go. I can't come, you know, I couldn't go down and get myself anything, I'm stuck here in jail but he's saying, if there's an authority that put this in place, they are all second place to the Lord. Like, I don't care what my situation is. I don't care that you think you have the power over me right now. He's telling them that the uh, the Lord has power over you. So I am here right now, (laughs) not because you have somehow got got over on God, but because this is exactly where I'm supposed to be right now his authority is correct and everybody else's is second place that means he absolutely believes that if the lord sees fit he can get him out of prison this second he has to believe that right let's keep reading thank you lord verse 18 and we've got to it where i wanted to get and he is the head of the body the church who is the beginning the firstborn from the dead and that in all things he might have the preeminence. Like the design of the church is to ensure that God, that Christ himself is the head. And it describes the church as a body, human body. Everybody has one, human body. He's the head, he's the part that right up here that controls everything. And we are in fact the body. Let me read that again just to make sure you got this and he is the head in verse 18 of the body the church who is the beginning the firstborn from the dead i'm going to go into a bit why that is that in all things he might have the preeminence he's the first one raised from the dead of his own volition he's the first one and we were just reading in revelations how he has both the keys of death and the grave right? Jesus having the keys. Now keys are something that is about ownership. If you want to come into my house and I'm not there, you better make sure you ask me for the keys. I would transfer authority to you. (laughs) If the church is said to be the place where it's life and more abundantly it's because he has the keys and he's giving to us authority. I think it's Matthew 16 where Jesus is talking to Peter and Peter the, Jesus says who do men say that I am and then he goes on to say who do you say that I am right and Peter with the Holy Spirit says thou art the Christ the son of the living God and Jesus says flesh and blood couldn't reveal to you that to you that must have been the Holy Spirit and he says on this rock on this truth I'm gonna build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it and he says I want to give to you the keys of the kingdom, what is he saying? I'm gonna to present to you authority that I have. <laughs> if you wanna lend my car, if you don't wanna become a criminal, you better make sure you ask me for my keys. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm calling the police, <laughs> right? If I've handed you the keys and the, the, and the police pull you over, you say, well, look, like my friend gave me the keys. It's a transfer of authority, temporary transfer. I'm not giving you my car. <laughs> I'm transfer temporarily authority to you right and so here we have christ with life and over death has the way out of our sins and he's saying i'm going to give you some authority over the things that are holding you down the reason why paul is so confident is because he knows who holds the keys (laughs) yeah there's a there's a god outside he has some authority around here but i know who holds the important keys of this life (laughs) Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let me go to another scripture because there's a couple more I want to touch on here. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 12. 1 Corinthians 12, verses 12. 1 Corinthians 12 and starting at 12. (laughs) The body is one. Christ is the head as we've already accounted for. Christ is the head. So think about it like an athlete for a second. If an athlete is running a race, he has to have the mind to do it first of all. Right? He has to have the will, the wherewithal, the planning, the training and all to do that But then he also has to be, have a body that can actually do what he's asking it to do Right? He has to actually have some abilities that are embedded and invested in his person right? So he goes, I'm going to run this race and play a basketball game Lebron James, he's going to play this basketball game He's going to do this thing, but as soon as he has an injury it throws the, it doesn't matter what, what anything else wants to do in his body. As soon as that leg goes down, we, we have to probably take a few weeks off. Yes, sir. Every part of the body is important to the other part. It doesn't matter if the hand wants to play basketball. He's saying, well, I'm doing the shooting while the leg's saying you can't get there. Yes, sir. <laughs> Unless the leg's okay. All the parts of the body play a part. Doesn't matter what anything wants. Everything's got to work together. Let's read. Corinthians here for as the body is one and has many members and all the members of that one body being many are one body so also is Christ (laughs) our bodies reflect what our relationship is with the Christ lots of different members I have fingers I have arms I have lungs I have heart I have kidney I have feet knees head shoulders knees and toes I have everything right but everything has to work with the head right like I, I can't have a rogue arm doing what it wants to do while the rest of my body is trying to preach this message it's just not going to work right so he's saying there's lots of different members but they're all working together for the as the body is one hath many members and all the members of that one body being many are one body so also is christ verse 13 And for by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. He's trying to let you know this isn't about creed, color, language, freedom, rich or poor, no class structures involved. You are part of the body. You are part of it. You could be rich, you could be poor, and it doesn't define what you are in the body. Somebody could come in here with a PhD and still won't even necessarily be the important things we think of in the body. Doesn't work like that. We all get to play a part, and the thing about it is, it doesn't matter how small the part of your body is, There's no part of it that you're willing to give up right now. You say, well, um, you know, there's no toe, there's no finger you think is too small. The worst thing you're going to get rid of is your hair, and that's it. But anything, nothing else is negotiable. It's necessary. It's vital for you. It's important. That's what the body is. That's what we are to each other. That's what we are to Christ does that make sense let's keep reading and it says verse 13 for by one spirit are we all baptized when that spirit comes in and we are baptized into one body it doesn't matter if we're jew or gentile it doesn't matter if we are enslaved or free it doesn't matter if where we come from the scripture tells us that the spirit and our baptism makes us one <laughs> verse 14 for the body is not one member but many If the foot shall say, this is where I love the scripture gets into it here. If the foot shall say, because I am not the hand, I am not the body. Is it therefore not of the body? Like like it's ridiculous to think of my hand right now just starting to go off and do its own thing. Like my foot making a decision to say, yeah, you know, you're preaching right now. Good job for you, but I've got other things to do. (laughs) Like that would be insane. You would literally call me insane, if that you saw my foot trying to do something else You'd say there's something wrong with him But that's what we do to each other We've got to be for each other Helping each other, making sure we're all good Making sure that we're lending ourselves into everybody else to make sure we're good And we would say a person is literally insane when parts of his body are fighting against other parts of his body Verse 14, for the body is not one member If the foot shall say, because I am not the hand I am not of the body, it is therefore not of the body I want us to celebrate what makes us different to each other (laughs) Because your difference helps us immeasurably The thing that you do slightly differently from me Means that you're serving a different function I frankly don't ever want to I used to be pretty fast when I was younger I used to be a bit of a sprinter If I can toot my own horn for a second. I was pretty pretty fast when I was younger, right? But there was no race where we said, let's just do it. Let's go on our hands and go as fast as we, that didn't exist. Because my feet were designed for that part, right? It's pretty obvious, pretty straightforward. But sometimes I think, we think we've got to all be the same thing. That's not what we've got to be. I need you to be you while I'm being me and we're gonna work together to create something. I need my hands to pump while my feet are running. I can't have you doing something else. We need to do this together. <laughs> Verse 15, if the foot shall say, because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, it is therefore not, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, because I am not the eye, I am not of the body, it is, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, this is where I love it, where were the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where were the smelling? We've all got different jobs to do. And they're gonna look radically different. There is very little overlap between seeing and smelling. Very little overlap between touching and hearing. They're very, li- they're very different things, but each one of them are important. And I wonder sometimes if we devalue ourselves because we see somebody else smelling over there They're the part of the body dealing with smelling and we're thinking, well, the eye part ain't even that good It's a different thing Do your thing over there, do it well But then let me do my thing over here And we do it together And we get things accomplished, amen? All things are pointing back to the head the smelling's not going to do its own smelling over there without the head thinking about what I'm smelling for. It's all for Christ. Verse 15, if the, verse 16, If the ear shall say, Because I am not the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where were the smelling? But now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body, as it hath pleased, who? Him. He didn't do it to please me. He didn't have you as the hand and me as the foot to please me. He did it to please him. That's right. He's the head. He's supposed to figure these things out for us, right? We are sitting in line trying to figure out, Lord, where do you need me to be in relationship to you and everybody else? This isn't just a relationship between you and him, he's setting to you, this is a relationship between you and him and you and everybody else. He's not setting us in here with seven feet, knowing good and well we need two. <laughs> he's given you another job, and there are plenty of jobs to do. <laughs> Every one of us has a part to play and a job to do, and we've just got to lean and push into our job. Thank you, Lord God. Verse 18, but now hath God said the members, every one of them in the body of, as it hath pleased him. And if they were all one member, where was the body? So if we were all a nose, he's basically, the Paul's basically, if we were all just noses, that wouldn't be a body, it would be a nose. <laughs> like we wouldn't describe a nose sitting there as look at that body. No, you would say there's a nose. So he's saying for us to even be fundamentally described as a body we've all got to be different by definition and we've all got to be together by definition. So verse 18 he says, verse 19, and if they were all one member where were the body? Verse 20, but now are they many members yet but one body. Verse 21, and the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. We can't, our relationship is bound together Like, I could, at a stretch, if I needed to Drive my car, my steering wheel with my knees If, at a stretch and a pinch But my arms are better for the job It's less dangerous And certainly when I'm getting ready to turn a corner My hands better be on the wheel Like, with my knees, I possibly could keep us straight but you wouldn't want to trust me like that for all day yes, sir. Yes, sir. right we, we, you know how we do sometimes we've got something we've got to try to do four things and we say let's bring the knees into it yes, <laughs> not supposed to do that by the way <sighs> but we've got to every single time I don't I'm not involved with the purpose of the body and I'm going to go back to um, brother Q, Q Quincy here um, every time one member is somehow not involved Everything else needs to do more. Like as soon as the le- that one leg was out, now his other leg's got to do more leaning. He even had walking, you have walking sticks. That means his arms were involved in it. They had nothing to do with walking except for swinging before then. But now because one knee's out, everything's involved. That's what happens when we don't show up for each other. Everybody's got to now chip in on the thing that's missing <laughs> It's not just hurting the head. It's hurting the whole body uh, Everybody's got to chip in now If you take Usain Bolt, he was the fastest man we've ever any of us have ever seen But take away any limb Not even a foot take away an arm. This guy goes from 9.5 to about 10 point something <laughs> it changes ever. the whole body now is trying to I don't even imagine what it would be like to do that <laughs> but that's what we ask each other to do <sighs> you see how that works <laughs> we've got to be there for each other yes, sir. Amen. Amen. yeah maybe we'll be okay for a little bit maybe I can drive the car with my knees for a little bit but when I come to turn the corner now it's all Who knows what's going to (laughs) happen? So, let me keep reading here. And if they were all one member, where were the body? But now are they many members, yet one body? And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee. Nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Nay, much more those members of the body, which seem to be more feeble, are necessary. There are some things you don't think about in your body that are absolutely necessary on a daily basis, but you don't even think about it. Your, your kidneys are absolutely necessary and important, like, but you never thought about it while you were eating your breakfast this morning, you never gave it a second thought, you never thought to yourself, I hope they're on the game today because this egg and beans I'm eating is coming their way and, and you better be ready you just assumed it's going to do its job when it gets there, right? <laughs> but it, wouldn't it be a shame if you just said, no, I'm, I'm walking today walking? Kidneys? No! I don't think about it, but it's necessary and sometimes I think we look at our jobs as being there for each other as being so small that we don't show up only to realize you were absolutely important for me Just because I don't think about it every day doesn't make it less important Here he's saying there are members of your body that you don't think about that are absolutely necessary Unless you have asthma, you don't think about your lungs When you have asthma you do, you think about it all the time I remember my friend when I was younger, Keith He had, Elder Keith had um, real bad asthma problems And so he was constantly with his inhaler, checking himself, making sure he was doing okay But if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have thought about lungs as a necessary part. Just just in general, I wouldn't think about it. But it's necessary. It's not even good-looking. You ever seen lungs? It's not good-looking. It's not like eyes. (laughs) But it's necessary. Let me just keep reading. Look, here's what it says. It might appear feeble in verse 22. Verse 23 it says, And those members of the body which we think to be less honourable So there were some of us in the body that we assume are are less honourable, like less esteemed. Like it's obvious if I'm an athlete that my legs and my arms are really important to me. But we probably don't necessarily think about the fact that we were eating and our bodies had to consume food and the stomach had to do its job, right? He's saying this less honourable parts. he says upon these we bestow more abundant honour. He says even though it looks bad or it doesn't look it doesn't something we think about we should give them honor because it's still important to the body you may not be the thing that you know one of the things people look at all the time when they think about church is singing and preaching thinking and preaching but I'm going to tell you there are so many more important jobs than singing and preaching like <laughs> There are certain people who are the glue to churches and they don't sing and they don't preach. There are certain people who, if they aren't showing up, no one's showing up and they'll do three jobs and they'll make sure everybody's okay. And you think that's just a small job, but if they're not there, then eventually we end up trying, the church trying to turn the corner in the car and we end up crashing because that person's not there. Your job is important. The part you play. You can take this and translate this to any part of your life, into your family, (laughs) you think that people aren't noticing what you do until that Christmas where you don't organize it and nothing happens and Thanksgiving's ruined. (laughs) That's the part we play for each other. Let me keep reading this out. Nay much more those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable upon these we bestow more abundant honor and our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness those parts that look terrible are essential and beautiful for our comely parts have need have no need but God hath tempered the body together he was saying the parts of you that you think are beautiful aren't even the part that parts that are most important to you You say say you've probably spent the most time on your face and any part we could see today But the truth is, your heart, your lungs, your kidney, your your liver, your stomach are all way more important than the time you spent on your face (laughs) Way more important (laughs) But we didn't think about those parts not once this morning but those other parts are important. I'm wondering sitting in here if some of y'all are the lungs but you're thinking because you're not singing in church that somehow it's less important. But you're the lungs, I can't breathe without you. You are bringing in fresh air into the body and we're not thinking about it on a daily basis and you're necessary and you're needed but you're worried because you're not the eyes looking good at everything. Don't worry about it. Play your part. Do your part. Get engaged with what you are here to do. Thank you, Lord. Don't worry if you're not the feet, it's okay. And the feet, don't worry about what the hands are doing. Get your feet in action. Get your hands in action. Do the part that you're called to do. Thank you, Lord. Let me read this out, I've got to verse uh, 31. It says that there should be no schisms in the body, no divisions in the body. But that the members should have the same care, one for another. And whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it. Or one member be honored, all members rejoice with it. No one looked at Usain Bolt and gave his feet the gold medal. They gave him the gold medal, his whole person. No one picked out his arms as pumping really hard this week, yeah, the arms nailed it on that race. No, every part of him was involved in it. His mind, his arms, his legs, his whole person. Don't worry about giving one person praise. We're trying to get you all in on this. Not worried about what one person was singing or one person was preaching or one person was teaching. I'm worried about the, the whole health of the whole body connected to Christ. That there should be no schisms verse 26 let me come down and whether one member suffer all the members suffer with it for one member be honored all the members of rejoice with it now ye are the body of Christ and the members in particular and God hath set some in the church first apostles secondarily prophets thirdly teachers that after that miracles then gifts healing helps governments diversities of tongues are all apostles Nope. Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Are all workers of miracles? Absolutely not. Have all the gifts of healing? No. Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? No. But covet earnestly the best gifts and yet show I unto you a more excellent way. Covet the gift that is your gift. Your job. Your work to do. The thing that makes you uniquely you is how you fit into the body. Let me take one more scripture then I'll take my seat, Ephesians 4, Ephesians 4 and 16. Ephesians 4 and 16 restates this whole issue. He says, from which, from whom, screws me, the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part every joint is fit together perfectly and supplies through that connection to every other part so it's like I can't say my hand's useful and I haven't got my, le- my arm like my arm's as only as useful as its connection to the rest of my arm which in turn is useful as it's connected to my shoulder so I can't have a useful hand without a useful arm and so we're all helping each other help each other right we're all helping while we're connected help each other I hope my prayer is that we we find ways to make sure these joints that join us together are effective I don't mean to get nosy with folks I want to make sure that what I want to make sure is that when you have a problem I take some of the burden like that I pray a little bit you don't have to tell me the details you really don't but I want to be in a position to pray with you for you And if you're disconnected from the body, it's difficult for me to understand your concern. You understand what I mean? So, I want us to be concerned with each other, praying for each other, raising each other up. And I'm gonna be connected as best as I can, as maybe as the voice to to what the head, the Christ, wants. And if there's a concern with the foot, I get a chance to hold the foot. you know when you bang your toe and you hold it, and you hold it, I don't know why, but it helps, and you hold it. That's what we're to do to each other. Like, don't just leave me out there. Can you see me hurt? I'm connected to you. Hold me for a little bit. Make sure I'm okay. Make sure we're okay. May the Lord add a blessing to these wonderful scriptures here in the name of the Lord Jesus.